0: Live from the House of LeMay Makeup and Dressing Room. Here comes Amber. Stop what you're
1: doing. Here comes Amber. She's just doing what she can. Here comes Amber.
2: Cue the spotlight. Here comes Amber. With two drinks in her hand. The Patriarch of Fashion. Secret Super
3: glasses. Can't look away Ask her, does she do it? There's really nothing to it She's got that feminine game If you have a party Or
2: if you're feeling naughty Call up the house of the maid Here comes the favorite gal
0: Hello, and welcome to the Amber Live interviews. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live. We want to remind you to subscribe to us both here and at youtube.com slash amberlive. You don't want to miss a moment of Amber LeMay, the Larry King of drag queens. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews that Amber does each week. We have hundreds of interviews, comedy sketches, songs, and more on YouTube that you can watch anytime. But... In the meantime, you can listen to the amazing interviews right here. Now, enjoy this episode of Amber Live Interviews.
2: The Golden Gals. It's a show about one of your favorite sitcoms. And the person who's putting it together is Ginger Minz. Ginger, come on in. I'm here.
3: I'm here. here.
2: (laughs) <laughs> you're here, Ginger Midge. It's I'm so happy to talk to you. For those who may not uh, uh, know who you are, you you in RuPaul RuPaul Drag Race seventh season. of Mrs. One of your contestants, fellow contestants, Mrs. Kathy Davies. Kathy Davies. She was also on our show. Oh, uh, so oh, yes, she's a lovely
3: person. Lovely person. She, is, uh, lovely, yes, but also one of the most twisted. Funny people, I think she does <laughs> get enough credit for how quick that mind of hers works. She's twisted. Uh, that's
2: and that, that's a good thing.
3: It <laughs> that, is that's good a thing. good thing. All right, the golden
2: gals. Tell us about the history of the golden gals.
3: Uh, So, you know, like every other friend group in the world, my group of best friends, we'd always say, oh, I'm definitely the Blanche. Oh, you're the Rose, honey. She's the Dorothy, she's the Sophia. And we had thrown around the idea for a couple of years of wouldn't it be kind of fun if we just kind of took all these characters we loved and turned it into something that was just for us. And I took a drunken taco Tuesday night as most best decisions are made. And my best friend Gidget and I, we've been best friends for 19 years now. And she uh, (laughs) poured a little heavy on the wine and we decided, you know what? I've got a gap in my schedule. You've got a gap in your schedule. Let's rally the girls and put together the show. We had like a week to put the whole thing together. We didn't think anybody was gonna come. We thought we were just doing it for ourselves. And we put the tickets on sale and within 48 hours, it completely sold out. So then we kept extending and extending and extending and extending and it went for almost a year until we went, we can't do this anymore. We got to do something new. And then we did a Christmas version of the show. And it's it's like the little show that could, you know, every time we think we've kind of hit a wall, it just gets bigger and better. And we're so proud of the work that we've been able to do, especially, with this new production that's kicking off here in Chicago.
2: Now, um, was it always, you said you ran for a year, was that in Chicago?
3: No, so we're actually from Florida. I know you were just talking about all these awful states with all this awful legislation, <laughs> and I feel like I am the ground zero of that in Florida.
2: <laughs> um, you're the cause, you're the cause of it.
3: <laughs> well, I, in all fairness, I've been working out of town for the last couple of years. so. I'm not gonna take too much responsibility Mm -hmm. for it. Um, But (laughs) we are based in Orlando, uh, which I also think, you know, there are quite a few other drag versions of the Golden Girls out there and they've all got their strengths, you know, that they play to. But I think one of our strengths is that we are Florida girls. We get it. We understand what the heat and the humidity is like more than any of these other drag queens. Um, And it's just it's something that we thought was going to kind of be homegrown. Um, We definitely have our fan base in Orlando, but we didn't know that that would kind of expand bigger and bigger and bigger. And, And now we've been offered this this five week run here in Chicago at the Mercury theater we've done four, we've got one left and you know, the tickets are selling every night and everybody's standing on their feet and cheering. And it's very exciting to get that kind of response when you're not in your own backyard. Very. How much
2: of the original scripts and it, it still Borrow. <laughs> uh,
3: so when we first started doing this, I think like most of the of the drag Golden Girls troops, we just kind of sat down and went, I like this episode in this episode. Let's just do this and see if it works. And then as we started growing and getting bigger and bigger, we said, well, why don't we try to do something original? So I wrote a completely original show and it didn't pack the same punch because something the, the thing about the Golden Girls is it's almost like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You go into it and you know it so well, you want to say the lines. You want to be in those moments that are so special to you. So now the way that I write our shows is we sit down and we talk about our favorite moments, jot those down. Then we go on YouTube and we watch every top 10 Golden Girls moments video that we can get. And like the five or six moments that make every single list we pile into a, a bucket and then we just kind of write an original story around it so that there are those moments that people connect with, that people can say along with us, that people know and love. But there's also a brand new story that you get to kind of discover with us night after night.
2: How long is the show? What uh, What's the format?
3: Uh, so it is a full two-act play. Uh, the whole experience is about two hours, including a 15-minute intermission. Um, and it's, it's funny. And I, I don't say that just because I wrote it and I'm a part of it. But I sit backstage every night, you know, in the moments where I'm not on. And I just laugh and laugh at these ladies. They're, there's something just so lovely and familiar and comforting about each of them and i think that that has a lot to do with you know the girls that i've been so blessed to call my best friends and to share this experience with
2: you talked about you you knew one of the uh, actors for 19 years how did you meet the others
3: um we're all just sister drag queens from orlando uh divine grace who plays our dorothy she i mean she is Be Arthur come back to life. I swear she gargles with broken glass every morning. She has that voice Uh, and she looks just like her. And we had seen her do Be Arthur just as a guest spot in somebody's talent for a pageant. And we went, wow, she really does look like her. I wonder if she could do the voice. And of course she opened her mouth and it's like, well, there it is. So we knew we had to get her to come and play Dorothy. And then originally, our Sophia was offered to somebody else who just wasn't interested and and everything works out the way it's supposed to, you know, because Gidget and I were just walking down the street one day and we were like, Oh, hi, Adrian, how are you? Do you have a gap in your schedule? Would you like to come do this? She came and read the script and it just, all the pieces fell into place. And I just, I, I couldn't imagine having anybody else do any of these roles. How exciting. And we're going to meet the rest of
2: the girls in just a little while. But right now, we're going to take a little break. Be right back with you, Ginger Midge. Thank you, you so much. Don't tell I said
3: it. anything nice about them, please. No, I, I
2: won't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live, reminding you that it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJDPro Pro or by visiting us at amberlive.tv and clicking on the Support Amber Live button. And now, back to this incredible interview.
2: All right, so come on in, girls. Oh, we're here. (laughs) <laughs> yes, <you
3: are. laughs>
2: all right, let let's introduce. So we got Gidget Galore, who uh, is Rose. Hello, yes. there, Gidget, yes. Hello. and
3: she's also now in love with Rusty Peen. Oh, I yes. stand <laughs> no, in
2: line, girl. That
3: whole time she's back here salivating. Oh, <laughs> like it's <a laughs> supper time.
2: <laughs> oh, you ha- you have to watch on our website all the Rusty Peen episodes. I they're they're sure good to watch. Will. <laughs> Okay, and then we have Mister Ms. Adrian. In as as Sophia hello, hello. there
4: Gorgeous. it's nice to meet you how
2: you doing I'm doing well and divine grace as Dorothy of course Dorothy is right up there in front yeah. <laughs> back off girls <laughs> it's Dorothy's well, she's time
3: well so if we let her stand up you'd only see her from the nipples down That's
2: true. <laughs> all right so how long have you, you you opened up uh how many weeks ago there in Chicago
3: Uh, so uh we've just today finished our fourth week of performances we have a fifth week next week that's our final week and then we kick off our national tour how many weeks of rehearsal did you have a week would be very sweet to say we had about three days of rehearsal
2: (laughs) oh I, I, i know what you're talking about
3: but that, that is a lot more than we usually do. So when we first started doing our shows, you know, we don't just do the Golden Gals. We've done the Munsters live. We've done Roseanne live, uh, Gilligan's Island. And we're, we're getting ready to do Designing Women at
2: some point. That, that okay, I, I definitely see Designing oh, yeah. Women. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, but usually when we do these shows, we, the entire process is 10 days. We build uh, the set on day one, we rehearse the show on day two, and then we open it in front of an audience on day three and run it until the end.
2: Oh, oh, you are hoofers. You are good. good. <laughs> yes. Uh,
3: well, the, the one thing that is nice about it is that it never gives us a chance to really feel like we get stale. Um and and We were honestly a little concerned about doing such a long run leading into an even longer national tour with this because we were like, oh my gosh, we we never have this much time to really settle into the show. Um, And and It's been really fun to kind of find new little bits and pieces every night to keep it fresh. That's why we keep telling everybody, if you liked what you saw this week, come next week. It's probably going to be a different show. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So... so it's the most direction we've ever had doing any of these shows. Mm-hmm. But since the beginning, our ensemble, we, we just seem to understand each other's timing very well. And so it's, a, it's just a, naturally a very good fit, I think. Yeah. So Divide, how would you, in, in one word, what, how would you describe Dorothy? Sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I love most about her. She's, uh, she's Dorothy is, I always say, she is the audience. She's everyone wants to think they're the Dorothy, and in a way, she is. That's why she's always giving the the aside to the fourth wall is so that we are all nodding with her with all this craziness happening around her. But, but she has, for me, she has all of the punchlines and none of the setup. I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, 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 Gidget Galore as Rose. Do you have a favorite St. Olaf
5: story that either uh, sh- that was in the show or one that you've created? Sure. Well, I, I actually love the one that we have in this show. We're, we're set in a hurricane. So the weather is so Bad um, outside of our, our, our house. Um, I say, you know, this reminds me of the time St. Olaf got hit by a twister. Everything was fine until Mama left the storm cellar to look for Toto, her constant companion and favorite cow. Well, she got quite a bump on her head. And for the rest of her days, she kept trying to get that cow into the little basket on the back of her bicycle.
1: Why are we nice to <laughs> <for> her? <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh,
2: Mr. Ms. Adrian, okay, Sophia. Um, w- tell us a favorite s- Sophia moment for you.
4: Well, I'll tell you. So I'm I'm the youngest in the cast by a lot. It's just the by truth. a lot, just <laughs> like
2: in real life. Yeah, and,
4: and just like in real life, Estelle Getty was the youngest, and and I I I think my favorite thing about her so. I know how over it I am as a 28-year-old, just sort of with the state. Oh, oh, n- next. At <laughs> like 60 years to that, and and she's at this beautiful age where she can just say everything that's on her mind, and she gets away with it because she is the truth, you know? And yeah. you can't escape the truth of Sophia. So I, I uh, she inspires me that way. I worship her for that, and I just love that when I get to put this hat on, I actually get away with it.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing about Sophia, which is so A lot of people don't get it right is because she's not mean she's not mean she's just very direct and she's matter of fact and she feels like she is entitled to it because she has earned that and so it's a really fine line that I think that you have to walk as Sophia so you don't come across as just bitter and angry at everybody
4: well and I sort of and now finding a much softer Side of her in this uh, production mm-hmm. that we're doing with more of a theater audience. Cause when we're performing, you know, we started in, in, a, in a gay bar that had a theater yes.
3: and they wanted me to be mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> they wanted me to be on my back the whole time. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: So, so they wanted, so it's really nice now try, finding like a very human, like love story between mm-hmm. these four women, which is why the show worked for so long and has resonated for so long. Mm-hmm.
2: Being that young, okay, you are, um, I'd say, maybe 10, 12 years younger than the rest of the cast. Uh, how
4: how mm-hmm. does that help
2: you as, as a young performer, being around more senior performers?
4: Well, well. Uh, well Seasoned. Oh, season.
2: Man. Season, You're salty.
4: You're salty. <laughs> I'm telling you, it is the best education when I'm off stage, there's this little rip in the curtain and I peek through and I watch because I'm getting the education of my life. I'm working with three entertainers that I absolutely worship their careers. I worshiped them before they knew who I was and I continue to worship them. And it's a masterclass getting to watch uh, Ginger write, direct and act. It's a, it's a masterclass getting to see how how uh, she is B. Arthur brought back to life on stage. It's a masterclass to see how Gidget not only is Betty White as Rose and, and sh- everything we love about her, but also she makes all of our costumes, all of the details. Mm-hmm. Every, it's just such a love, it's a, such a love project for all of yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Um, So to, to get to share, and all of them are telling me how this is, you know, the most fun that they've had in their career. And this is yeah. my first national tour. Uh, this past year, I just won my first national pageant. So uh, as Miss Comedy Queen. She
3: is our reigning Miss National Comedy Queen. Gidget Galore was, was Miss Comedy Queen 2007. I was 2012. I'm coming for you. And she's coming for <laughs> it now. Um, but yes, right there, Cougar Fan says, Adrian, my love, Miss National Comedy Hi! Queen. Hi! Oh my- <laughs> of course. So,
2: it, tell us more about the National Comedy Queen. Is that...
3: Oh, it's a a spectacular
4: system. It's a national system. And we're based in Orlando, Florida. We have prelims all over the country now. Now we have a prelim in Puerto Rico. Actually, Mm -hmm. right when I get back from the freezing cold of Chicago, we're (laughs) heading to I'm heading to Puerto Rico to crown our first uh, uh, Miss Puerto Rico comedy queen coming to nationals in March. So uh, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a wonderful I, whirlwind. I have
3: done pageants my whole career. I mean, before Drag Race, pageants were really kind of how you made your name and, mm-hmm. and got it out there and, and you would get the work to travel outside of your area, you know? And having, I've won two national titles Um But I always go back to Miss Comedy Queen because there's something so different about it. It's very special. It's not about how much money you can spend or how beautiful you can model somebody else's clothes. It's about how funny you are and how personable you are. And creative. Creative, And creative. creative, creative. And that's what drew all of us Mm -hmm. to that pageant. We we keep going back and back and back. Every year we, we try not to miss it as former. Ms. It's like a family, family reunion. It's yeah. a family reunion. When I was competing, and I think you'll attest as well, like there's no backbiting in that pageant. No. You are literally your cheering everybody on. Day one. And that's exactly what, what Golden Gals feels like for us. It's like we're not in competition with each other. We're all here for the same goal, to be the best we can be and have a good time doing it.
2: Well, we're going to talk more about your tour, uh, but we have to take a quick break for one of our sponsors. We'll be right back.
0: Thanks for listening to this interview. This is Russell, producer and co-host of Amber Live, reminding you that we stream on YouTube every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the hundreds of past interviews and all the comedy sketches, songs, and more from previous episodes. And remember to subscribe to us, both here and on youtube.com amberlive Amber Live, so you don't miss a single new guest or a hysterical comedy sketch
5: being a pal for legal reasons we're the golden gals the love is real you're a friend I can tell anything to
2: Yes, let's welcome back the Golden Gals. Hello there, Golden Gals. Yes, you got to meet the Beaver Pond players. That's part of our troupe here that we do shows on as well. Okay, um, so you're you in Chicago. Tell us about your living situation while you're on tour.
3: Oh, it's lovely. It's, it's actually, it's so homey. Yeah. It, I feel like I could live here for mm-hmm. forever. Um A lot of times on tour, you know, you kind of get stuck in hotel rooms, but we were so lucky when we came through doing Hocus Pocus uh, in October here, we found this lovely Airbnb, which is just a couple blocks from the theater and it's a house and each floor, each of the three floors is a different apartment. So we just got the whole house and that's what we're doing. We're having slumber parties every night, eating popcorn and watching (laughs) TV.
2: Oh, I was because I was wondering, okay, if you get two hotel rooms, who's gonna pair off with who? You know, who's the
3: snore? <laughs> who's the snorer?
2: <laughs> Everybody.
3: Okay. Well, look at this cat. We we are the Portly players. We all have sleep apnea.
2: <laughs> okay, what what's the best thing about touring?
5: Being able to to do what we do and entertain, I think is, we love the group that we're with. We love the product that we put out. So being able to do it with your best friends and just look out at that audience and just know that they're having a great time and we get paid to do it, we're not working if it's if it's that much fun.
3: That's sweet, but I call it bullshit. The food we do We love the food oh in like every city, especially here.
2: Oh, but so I'm tell saying. me, what do you mean you like the food? Tell me about the food. What do you like? <gasps>
3: everywhere uh, we go it's like just a different type of cuisine and so usually you can find us on the internet going hey we're going to be in charleston south carolina yeah, yeah. in two days where should we where eat it? and south. if yeah. there's and 15 just, suggestions we'll go to all well, 15. Well. <laughs> we had uh, four, four
5: different kinds of green uh, fried green tomatoes in two days awesome. so. uh-huh.
3: <laughs> and love them all
5: oh good
1: <laughs> okay what's Great. the worst what's the oh go ahead uh, one, of the, one of the perks about touring also is having done this show so, so many times in the Orlando area, you have a fan base, you've got a, a crowd that's, they know what they're getting and, and, uh, and they're geared up as soon as they walk through the door. I love that we can walk into an audience of strangers. Oh, not
3: strangers. They all know this one. But but they don't know me in a right? Which is very exciting.
1: And yeah. so when they get excited, it's I hate to say this, but it's just a validation of the product that we're putting huge out. validation, yeah.
4: And and also to Ginger's credit, like the the show really is. She's written an ensemble piece. And, you know, it, 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 at no point do any of us feel like, and, uh, uh, you know, we're going on tour with Ginger Minj. I was ready to be. I'm like, just back up, girls, back up. I was ready. <laughs> but it's a beautiful ensemble piece that really celebrates all four characters. And it's, yeah. Okay. So what's
2: the um, uh, worst part of touring or the least pleasurable? I miss my cat.
3: <laughs> I miss my dog. <laughs> I do. I my least favorite part, honestly, is just the smells. If I'm going to be <laughs> completely honest, because sometimes, you know, you're, you're working, doing so many shows and you're sweating. And here in Chicago, it's been so cold. Oh, it lovely. Outside, which is great. And then you get inside and everybody freaks out because it's chilly outside. So they turn the, the heat all the way up. So you're sweating and just everything <laughs> smells and it's moist. <laughs> and it is not good.
2: Um, what are some of the cities that
3: you're going to be touring in? Um, we'll be touring to all of them. <laughs>
5: um, well, the most some of the most exciting. We're going to Las Vegas.
3: Yes. Rawley, New, New Jersey. We're just consulting with our own Russell yes. over yes. here.
5: Yes. <laughs> say them. them. Rahway, New Jersey. Yeah, Rahway. Rochester, New York. Oh, Raleigh. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, okay.
2: What one place I saw on your calendar was Arkansas.
3: Yes. Arkansas. Now,
5: now,
2: just as we talked about earlier in the show with uh, Megan Hunt from Nebraska, Arkansas is considering passing a law against drag performers. Mm -hmm. Do you feel about going into a situation like that?
3: Hey, drag at its core will always be punk. Drag is, you know, (laughs) drag queens are always the ones that are at the forefront fighting all of these battles for the community. And I don't think that that's ever going to stop. No, I mean we certainly don't take the privileges that we've been given as drag queens for granted. We will always be willing to fight to keep the the, the lovely things that we've been given from mm-hmm. these audiences. And I get so frustrated about this stuff. We, we don't say "gay bill" and and, and and drag queen story hour, and right. That's, we'll, yeah. well, we'll go into this in a second because. This was Oops. a whole story in the face of Dragon story hour all around the country. And it's frustrating to me because it's like we are trying to be for these kids the beacon of hope that light at the end of the tunnel. Nobody's trying to indoctrinate your child. We're trying to show them that just because you're different doesn't mean you can't grow up to be happy and right. successful. Mm-hmm. And and it's it the same light like we
4: we all found when we were in that very important point in our life where you have to make a decision of do i learn to love myself or do i hate myself because yeah. i i look or sound or am different so it's it's incredibly important to have you know role models especially if you're a queer person
3: to have mm-hmm. queer
4: role models absolutely. we need to be champions. representation
3: this. absolutely yes. matters and yes. i know it gets said a lot but i truly believe that at my core but we were just talking about drag story right
5: yeah. Well, for I, I have been doing Drag Queen Story Hour in Orlando and for the third year in a row, we've got the mayor's matching grant, which is it's such an honor for me to be able to do that. And the last one had to be canceled because we actually had um, some uh, na- neo-Nazi neo-Nazis groups that were coming to threaten to be there and to protest. And it wasn't safe for the children. That's my number one priority. And then the families. So it's really hard when you're trying to tell stories of love and acceptance, and you're getting um, so much hate back. And I, and I personally, I have gone into this just uh, being as honest as I can. So when I asked the kids at the end, I said, does anybody have any questions for me? And the hands went up and I said, okay, buckle up, here we go. And all they asked was, do you have any pets? What are their names? What's your mom's name? Like, they just they just want to know because they're just fascinated.
3: They see people as people. And I think that's the yes. great thing about kids is they haven't been corrupted yet. That's they what, don't know to what, be bitter and questioning about right. everybody. They just love you for who you are.
1: Well, and much of this backlash has also been completely manufactured. All of oh, us have is. been doing this since before drag became so mainstream again yeah. this time. So... We're like, th- this is not a natural look. We are <laughs> not a, Like, do you really, if we are willing to walk out and into public like this, do you really think we're afraid of you? No, we ride into battle with our high heels on. I'm
3: not afraid. That's what Rue always said. One of the few things that Rue said that I really just love and agree with is, Every time somebody puts on a wig and heels and steps outside, they're making a political statement. Yes. And I think that that's, it's not something we take lightly Mm -hmm. and we will always combat hate with love, but we are definitely going to combat it. And I think that going into a place like Arkansas, we know that there's going to be pushback because of it but we also know how important it is for those people who need to see us and need to experience us that we do show up that's
1: where it's most important
2: well thank you so much for not only enlightening us about your show but about the statements you're making and being out there happy and proud and doing some great entertainment. Thank you so much. And if anything yeah. happens in Arkansas, take some video and we uh, want to see it.
3: Well, You're yeah. the first call I'm making.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being our friend. I need some cheesecake. <laughs> I, I need to have well,
3: some. We got some for you, honey. Just come get <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much and have a great run. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you that that was a great entertainment fun interview for us.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Amber Live interviews. Remember to subscribe to us so you don't miss a single minute of the fun. And remember, it is your support that keeps us going. You can make a donation through this podcast by using our Venmo at RJD Pro or by visiting us at amberlive.tv and clicking on the support Amber Live button. Thank you.